The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. And welcome, everybody, to a Monday morning. It's 9 o'clock Monday morning, and it's Positive Talk Radio I'm right here on KKNW 1150 AM. I got to talk to Benny, first of all, because we have got a weather advisory. What's going on, Benny? Really, Kevin? You're going to come out the gates like that? I just said the weather report. Oh, well, I didn't hear it, so tend to say you have to tell me. Shh, we're not supposed to tell everybody. It's pre-produced. Don't tell anybody that, though. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. Okay, yes, we're having a little bit of windy in the area in the Pacific Northwest, so just batten down the hatches and be aware of that. That's all we're going to say. That's that, and we yeah. should be fine. But if I suddenly disappear because I am in the Seattle area, <laughs> that's because my power went bye bye, and, that, and that's liable to happen. So, uh, be just be careful, everybody, and then take it slow, and you'll be fine. Yep, there you go. Um, got a great I show like for you today. Down the hatches yeah. down here in, in in Florida, it's hunker down. Hunker you know? down. Hunker yeah, down. Hunker down. Well, down at the, by the way, the, the gentleman who you just heard was uh, Reverend Rob Lee. He has uh, got a site called Terra with an Attitude. He is uh, graciously um, coming to see us from time to time. And we're actually going to be starting on the 11th on Positive Talk Radio uh, net. We are going to be doing uh, four days a week um, from 2 to 4 Pacific time. Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. And by Friday, we'll be ready to have Saturdays. And, and so we're <laughs> going to be doing that for, uh, and it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, we're going to have lots of, lots of guests. Um, Rob adds a, a dimension to it that we haven't had before, um, which we'll find out if that's a good thing or not. You'll be the judge of that. And, but, I, but that's what we're going to do there, and we're also going to do our regular stuff on nine o'clock on the on Monday morning and four o'clock in the afternoon on Wednesday and noon on Friday. And uh, with us today, we've got a great gal. She's been on the podcast before, and uh, I wanted to. She was so good. I wanted Aww. to invite her back to uh, to KKNW because only the best, the creme of the creme, <laughs> the top of the line, get to be on good. KKNW with me. And uh, that's why I've got Reverend Rob here and also um, uh, Sandy Statori. I knew I would get that wrong. Kevin. Tomato. <laughs> Tomato. Well, I was looking at What's the story earlier today, and it just, I just, I, you know, Sandy Stamato, and she's got, she is, uh, uh, got a website, which I want you to go to. It's called limbdweller.com. And I want to ask her, first of all, where in the world did you get Limb Dweller as a transitional coach? 
Oh, fair enough. Anyway, hi, Kevin. Hi, Reverend Rob and, and producer Benny. I'm really glad to be here. And thank you, thank you, thank you. The creme de la creme at Stomato, <laughs> Miss Sandy Stomato. I love that. If I could um, pronounce your name, that would be a good thing. That's the creme de la creme. I've got to say that was kind of perfect. Um, no, thank you for asking because it is, you know, I was thinking about it this morning. I thought, you know, because people always ask me, like, what's a limb dweller, right? And I thought, you know, if my 28 year old self could see what was a horrible moment in life and what that produced, she would be, you know, gobsmacked because today it's like, here I am talking with you about limb dwellers. I'm writing a book. I've talked to women from all over the world that really, really uh, connect with that whole concept of limb dweller. Uh, but when I was 28 years old, that was not the case. Um, at 28, and this is where the story begins, I was so lost. I mean, I just, I, I feel like, you know, at 28, it was like everybody had their stuff together, right? It was like my sister was an attorney. My other sister was, uh, she did corporate insurance. I had a baby sister that was doing international environmental studies. And then there was Sandy. And the thing is, is that at that point in my life, I'd graduated from college and I was trying different jobs because the thing is, is that I didn't feel like I fit. And it wasn't like I didn't, like I didn't fit in. I just didn't, it, nothing clicked with me. And I really thought there was something wrong with me. I thought it was a flake. And I was really, it was really a painful period of my life. And this one particular day, I think it was a Tuesday. I feel like I can remember it, like, honestly, like it was yesterday. I got off the, I was calling to leave a message. And back then people used to actually have phone numbers they wrote down. And the woman said, well, so-and-so's not here can I get your number? Is it blah, 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 blah. Cause I'd left my number before. And I said, Oh no, no, Linda, I've changed my number. It's blah, blah, blah. And she started laughing and she said, boy, Sandy, I'm going to have to start writing your phone number down in pencil. <sighs> and at that moment, I, I just remember it. It was like, I remember looking at the phone, hanging it up and saw it just, I lost it. Cause I felt like this woman this snarky woman, this unhappy snarky woman, literally dug, you know, like went in, ripped my rib cage apart, looked at my heart and went, you know what, you're a flake and everybody knows it. And that was this moment of shame where I thought, man, I'm washed up. This is it for me. And it was so, I can't even describe the pain at that moment, but I can still feel that moment. And at that time, my beloved mentor, Tracy O'Day, which I think Kevin, you and I have talked about before, Tracy was my mentor. She called me at the perfect time. And I, she, you know, I was, Whoa, you know, she's like, who died? And when I explained to her, nobody died. Um, and I told her my tale of woe. And she so lovingly and so matter-of-factly said, Sandy, you're not a flake, you're a limb dweller. And I, you know, and I'm like, I'm a what? And she said, oh, she goes, and she, this is Tracy. This was the beauty of Tracy. She acted like everybody knew this. She said, oh, honey, there's two types of people in the world. There's limb dwellers, or pardon me, there's trunk dwellers. And these are the people that stay at the same job for 30 years. They love what they do. They love the view. It totally works for them. She said, but then there's those like us that we like scurry up the tree and we scoot out on the limb. And I'm like, what do we do on the limb? You know, just like beside myself. And she said, oh, she said, you know what? She said, I got to tell you, sometimes it's scary and sometimes it's lonely and sometimes it's really windy. But oh, baby, what a view. <laughs> we, 
Well, you know, I, I, and I just had to comment here, and uh, Reverend Rob is with us, and I invite him into the conversation. He's got a master's in social work, and, and he's an act, actually an educated man. But I just wanted to make, make it uh, clear that if you're under 40, what a pencil is, is there used to be this thing that people would write and with a pencil, and then you could, on the other end, was an eraser, and you could actually erase what you wrote and then rewrite it down. I don't think pencils exist anymore, but um, in our day, it was the number two pencil was the, the, was the big deal. And so, Had to be number two, man. Wow. Had to be number two. What a way to, to knock up the story. Thanks, guys. Oh, Benny, <laughs> oh, Benny's I, holding one up. Benny's actually got one. And it's, oh it's an end. I, I dug it up. That. I found it from the relics. Yay. <laughs> it's, oh, wow. it's an antique. Oh, yeah. Ooh. eBay, here I come. But you know what? You know what? They've got all these mechanical pencils now yeah. and everything else. That one Benny was just holding up, that steady number two, mm -hmm. would actually erase something. Really? <laughs> have it you did. noticed any of the new pencils? No. You, I don't know why you have them, because it, your mistakes, it's kind of like a dragging your mistake around with you in life. <laughs> you could try to erase it, but it's still hitting you in the face. You got to completely rip the paper up and throw it away. <laughs> so what's, what's really cool, Sandy, about what you do is that and if you are if you happen to be a woman over 50 and you are looking for a um, what you're going to do with the next half of your life uh, Sandy's somebody that you can work with that she helps you understand that you're not old that you're just in transition and that you're going to make some remarkable things happen for the rest of your life Sandy well that's a great segue here's the thing when someone like how do I say this I, at that point, that gave me permission to do a whole bunch of different things. I mean, it really did. It's like it got rid of the shame. I mean, you know, I always felt a little flaky, but it's like I just kept going, oh, I'm a limb dweller. I'm a limb dweller, right? And so that was kind of one of those things I just kept tucked in. And so every time I changed a job, my sister would give me, you know, give me some grief. I go, please, I'm a limb dweller. And she'd go, okay, whatever. And so I would move on. And the thing that I wanted to share is that that... I started bringing that to life after I was a present. I was a, at a conference. I was one of the, the speakers at this conference. And this was obviously before COVID because it was live. And after I, I just mentioned that story at the tail end of the, of the workshop, um, it seemed germane. And this, this gal came up to me who was 19 years old. She came up to me and she was crying. And she said, you know, and I was like, oh my God. I go, what's going on? She goes, I'm a limb dweller. She goes, I have been feeling like a flake forever. And that's when I started thinking, you know what, I got to start talking about this story a little bit. Because the 50-year-olds, uh, you know, the women that I work with that are 50, that, that's, that's kind of what I've done with this. That's kind of the target audience. But the concept has been, I've been doing a lot of podcasts with 30-year-olds. <laughs> like, these guys, I'm like, I'll put you on social. I'm like, cool, you know, but, but these amazing women, last one was from Australia. And she's like, I love this idea. I said, you know, I was like, oh, great. And she said, I'm using it at, she goes, I do HR. She goes, I, I'm a limb dweller. And I was like, yay. And she said, I'm using this concept at work because people that I'm interviewing now that have really spotty, you know, they have spotty resumes. I'm looking at it differently. So she said, I'm looking at it like this is somebody whose spirit is such that they need something that, you know, and it helps me connect with them and have a different way of seeing whether they fit into our organization. So it's just been a really, you know, the, the work that I do with women that are 50 and, and beyond, 
the transitional work I do with them, it's very specific because women that are between 50 and about, and it's not just limb dollars, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a touchy time for women around 51, 52 to about 63. I've been doing this for a long time and I've noticed that there's this pattern with women at this age where, and particularly if you're a limb dweller, trunk dwellers, you know, whatever word you want to use for it, we all have stuff, right? But there's something about this age, what I've noticed that, that women at that age gravitate towards me, because usually around 50, 51, sometimes that's when the divorce happens, empty nester, or there's some sort of like accident, car accident, illness, something happens where it's like a wake up call. And it's like, what am I doing with my life? And then around 59, 60, particularly for limb dwellers, um, it gets a little tricky because if you've, for example, me, I mean, I've done a lot of different things that felt really good about it. All roads lead to Rome, but there's this point where it's like, wow, there's a finite amount of time. What do I want to do with this precious time I have left? You know, and it's a really, it's, and I don't think it's just women. I work with some really exceptional men too, the same idea, but it's, um, and if you're a limb dweller, it's tricky because there aren't any role models. You know, my mom certainly wasn't going, wow, I'm, you know, I'm like 61, 62. What am I going to do with this last precious time? She's like, man, get the kids out of the, you know, get the kids out of the house and like sit on a beach somewhere. I mean, it just wasn't, it wasn't a concept of like, this could be an, a new, what's this next phase I'm doing. So that's kind of a long explanation, but that's kind of how it's come along. And that's, um, and it's, I love what I do. So Okay, thanks guys. It's been a great pie, great radio show. Thanks so much. <laughs> no, <laughs> that no, <clears throat> Reverend Rob is sitting there chomping at the bit, so I wanted to let him in. Reverend Rob, welcome to the show, by the way. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And Sandy, great to meet you. You know, one of the things I am seeing, and you said it, this is starting to include more people because life is changing. We're having to see, you know, where, where happiness actually plays. And people in their 50s, Benny will understand, okay. <laughs> will understand we have been brainwashed for 50 years that you need to get a job with benefits Bingo. and hold on to it as long. My mother was at the same job for 43 years mm -hmm. and she didn't like it. And you could tell it sucked the life out of her mm -hmm. and coming up with breaking these chains and breaking the way we think is where we transform. We go, wait a minute, this job no longer serves my need. And it is, but it's difficult with 50 years of training to go, Oh, I'm just going to stop this off. And finally I'm going to grow watermelons. You know, it, it's just, <laughs> you know, that's unheard of. Yeah, but that's that's very important. I love in your site when you talk about on your site, it talks about the limb dweller, you know, and uh, I love the phrase wanting to experience a regretless second act. You know, you know for some of us, act three or act four, but enjoy absolutely. it. Enjoy absolutely. It. You know, I have to say it's it's uh, I was on this. It, it's kind of wild. I was on I was a guest on this summit. It was an I think I Kevin, I think I told you about it at the podcast, but it was this international summit. I had no idea how big this thing was. Someone said, Hey, do you want to do this interview? You know, it's going to be one day, but they're going to do a different, you know, different guest each day. And it's 
I didn't, I was like, sure. I was saying, yes, I was like, sure. It sounds like fun. And it turns out that this thing was international. It was on Zoom. It was about, about six, seven, eight months after COVID hit. So of course everybody was on Zoom. And um, I always say, if I'd known how big it was, I would have really done something different with my hair. Cause it was like, <laughs> dang, you guys may not understand. That's, 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 that's a woman thing for yeah, sure. That is definitely with this crowd. But, but anyway, the whole point is that, um, I started talking to women from all over the world. I talked to a woman from Slovakia. I mean, I thought it was just an American cultural thing. I talked to a woman from Slovakia. I talked to someone from Nigeria. I talked to someone from Spain, from Ireland, from um, Australia. And they all, it was a similar thing all along. Like they, that's like this limb dweller thing, you know, which is, which is this sense of like, I want to do this. Maybe it's just that, you know, we have space now to actually think about this stuff. But these women that had that like drumbeat, like, I, it's my time. I want to do something. And the woman from Slovakia was fascinating because she grew up with, you know, communism. And then all of a sudden, because she said there were three options when she was younger. She could be a teacher. Uh, what was it? A teacher, a, like librarian. I mean, it was very. And so now she's 50 something. And she's like, what do I want to do now? Those are questions she never had the opportunity to even entertain. So it's really, I mean, it's, 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 we're in such an interesting time, whether you're male, female, limb dweller, trunk dweller, any dweller, you know. Well, we got sold a bill of goods back in the day because we were told, you know, you need to get a good job. You need to probably, first of all, you need to go through school and mm -hmm. graduate from school. And then you need to get a good job. Then you need to get a picket fence. You need to get a wife. You need to get a house. Right. You need to have a couple of kids, 2.3, I believe. And, uh, and, and, and then, and then you'll figure it out later on in life. And, you know, you're going to get the gold watch. And then, then, then what are you going to do? Well, you know, that doesn't work anymore. Uh -uh. That, that paradigm is all gone and it needs to, we, we really do need to think in terms of if, if this is our one shot at this particular life, we need to do something that we're going to be happy about and passionate about. Don't you think? I do. I do, you know, but not everybody, you know, and, and Reverend Rob Lee, you probably find this with, with some of your clients. I mean, people, it's kind of, it's almost like somebody has to give them permission you know, to just, I think that's what limb dweller is. Honestly, it gives people permission to go, wow, I got a name for being different. Yay. Okay. Let's do this. You know, but it's, it's a, you know, I had a counselor once who told me, he said, Sandy, it's like, you're sitting in a prison room with the door open. I'll never forget wow. that. I was like, I know, wasn't that good? I just went, that's powerful. Yeah. It's like, what are you going to do? I just sat there, <laughs> sat there and just, he's like, it's just your job to get up and walk to the door, honey. I'll never forget that. I, of course, went back for six more months and whined about my life. <laughs> you know, like, but you know what? That, that, it's stuck. It's stuck, you know? Okay, so I'd like to ask the two of you, since you're both learned in this, in this deal, and that is, all right, you wake up, your kids are on their way out. They're in their early 20s. Your husband is still doing what he's doing. Uh, and, and so you're sitting there going, okay, now what sandy how and and rob how do, how do we how do you encourage people to get out and do something new that they're now 50 years old they might be scared to to do anything that they haven't done before um or in some cases like in my case i became unemployable in my previous profession at 50 i could not get a job 
So I had to do, I had to reinvent myself. How do you t teach people how to do that, guys? You right, to Sandy. <laughs> you want me to take that? Right, cause, take yeah, because once I start, it's going to be live. Ah, got it, got it, got it, got, I've got, even, it, got it. I've even pulled a couple of cards on it already. Woo, so love this, that. This is, yeah, go. Yeah. Well, do you know what? Here's the thing. It's, um, I don't think you can teach anybody anything, to be honest. I think it's like, for me, at least, my experience has been more along the lines of, uh, there's, a, I, I believe we all have kind of a little drumbeat, right? And there's a, I think we all have, and I think it's their calling. It's, I think everybody has a calling. Sometimes it's loud, sometimes it's soft. Um, and I think for at least my experience has been when I said about the 51 year olds that I tend to work with, it's usually because there's been something that's happened. There's a divorce. There's a, in my case, I had a car accident. I actually had a traumatic brain injury. I had to stop, boom, dead in my tracks like stop, like there was no, and I had to learn a whole new way of, of doing things. And I, so I was as willing and as able as could be. So I, I run into people that are in that situation where they're really, you know, it's not working anymore. And it's starting to cause physical pain, accidents, divorces. It's not working. So it's not a teaching. It's just like a welcoming, like welcome my people, you know, and then at 60 and, you know, and Rob, you can, you have a different demo, I'm sure demographic, but for me, at least 61, 62, what I've noticed or 58 women come to me and men, I work with a lot of men too. They come to me because they're like, there's this thing that's pulling me forward and it's getting louder and it's getting more comfortable. I'm having a hard time showing up at this job because it just, it's like, it's like, so that's been my experience. It's people, I think we all have that yearning. And some people like quote unquote trunk dwellers, they don't have, they're like fine. You know, my, my best friend's a trunk dweller, one of my dearest friends, she's happy as a clam, man. She, 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 you know, retired as a teacher at 65. She's learning French. She's doing all, she loves it. It's good. The view works for her. So, um, wow. I almost moved myself to tears with that one. Okay, okay, Reverend Rob. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, but the trunk dwellers a lot of time, and there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, absolutely they need, not. They need to feel that security. You've got high winds coming into Seattle. You know, people in a mobile home might be a little concerned where somebody right. in a concrete house is like, I'm here. But people in a mobile home aren't having the debt that the person in the concrete block home has it's how you want to live your life and some of this is and kevin you're going to hear me say it the hamster wheel i caution people all the time you get in these jobs that are hamster wheels they're paying the bills they're getting everything to get by and you start learning to your live your life on just trying to get by yeah so when the kids leave and you realize because of that hamster wheel it is a real thing and the cards are talking about here People don't know how to move forward and manifest their life because they've spent years living somebody else's dream, just trying to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. and, and this is so, so powerful in the fact of how do you help them? You have to learn that it's not their fault. It's not just as easy as making a choice to, okay, I've worked in an office around 10 basic people okay and you're wanting me to go out and meet somebody new okay i came home or whatnot and kevin it's even this hard i will ask a lot of people 
especially in, like you said, the empty nesters, you know, or whatnot. And I'm talking to people, they've been, and women particularly will get so wrapped up in their children's lives and their family's life, being that matriarch, the mother, I'll say, well, what do you like to do to have fun? And I get, uh, they don't even know. And it's hard to believe for some people that people don't even know what they want to do for fun anymore. But having fun with other people doing their things has become so much a part of their life. And one of the things I do is I try to take them back into their childhood. When you were 10, what'd you want to be when you grow up? You know, and, and, and that's just, it's one of those things. It's helping them break a 30, 40 year habit. And if I can piggyback on that, thank sure. you so much. That's that's dead on. Um, I think it's grace when those moments happen. I think it's such grace when you have that break where you it's where you, that pause that 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 Rob Reverend Rob. Can I call you? Can I just call you Rob? Sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> Better than what my ex calls me. You know? <laughs> and just so don't call like, him late for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Spoken like a true Reverend. Um, I was going to say. <laughs> But it really is. It's like it's like that grace when that moment happens, and, and to 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 just that's what I say. I'm like, man, if you have a moment, grab it. Just listen to it. Listen to it. Listen to it. Because the thing is, is if we don't, it gets louder and louder and louder. And that's that that is that's that's the pain. And and how do we wake people up, Kevin? You having a show like this wakes people up. It they, helps. It helps. It you know, it's anything we can do to get. Because who knows what, who's going to listen to what on what day? But that's why I love, I mean, I used to listen to this, this Kevin show back in the 2003, I think it was. And my friend loved it because it woke us up and it got us thinking about things and questioning and, you know, so. That's amazing because she actually remembers listening to Positive Talk Radio back in 2003. Absolutely. That's awesome. But yeah. you, know, you know what's interesting about that, what drove me to do that? And by the way, I went in 2003 and things didn't work out quite as well. Had a, a bad country music song for the next four or five years. But that was all part of the, the deal. But my father, on the other hand, worked for Nordstrom as an executive for 40 years, 35 years. And when he retired, I mean, he was the ex- executive that... In his in the departments that he managed, people would be scurrying around. Mr. McDonald's coming. Mr. McDonald's coming. Everybody could. Everybody was clean up everything and make sure everything's right, because he was the guy. He was the boss. Well, he retired, kind of inadvertently at 58, because he mentioned to one of the Nordstroms, you know, I might like to do something else. And they said, well, here's your package, and here you go, and see ya. Have a nice day. <laughs> and and um, suddenly he was. No longer Mr. McDonald, he was just Jack. And he didn't, he didn't, he had not cultivated over his lifetime a friend group that he could go to. They were still working. He was home alone. He had problems with the wife and the stuff and all that kind of, and and I talked to him about that when he was later in life. And I said, do you miss? And he said, look, that in those days, that's just what you did. Yeah. It's identity, and we don't realize. Oh, that. absolutely! You know, I was I was a cop for about fourteen years, and I missed the work, but I knew and saw what was coming. I hated it. I didn't like it, and it was just time to go. Yeah. Okay, because I, I I challenge everything way too much, and just doing it because a group of people don't like it, and yeah, that don't work with me. Yeah. Um, so you know, but it is, and somebody told me at that point, 
this is your identity. You're going to have problem with this. And I still think about those days, 14 years doing that. And it's part of my identity. And so I think Kevin, you bring up a good point and what Sandy's saying, that's another way to look at it. These people, when they turn this corner, they're actually losing their identity and their purpose. And they kind of flounder a little bit, but then they understand I got a new life. I can go, I can make and mold anything I want, but getting in that little window from everything came to an end to that. Oh, I can turn this around because it's very easily done, but it's a very scary window. But not, but not if you are a uh, trunk dweller, because well, for no, them, no, no, I don't think that's true. I think that's, I think that's a human thing, though. I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't interrupt you. Carry no, on. no, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> it's like, wait, I'm doing a shout out for trunk dwellers because God love them, man. They keep the they keep the wheels on the bus. I am a huge fan of trunk. Don't dwellers. put that song in my head. Uh, <laughs> well, no, welcome you know, to Seattle. The wheels on the bus go round and round. Now and if you, you start talking about pencils them. again, I'm going to totally lose my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> Totally like right at that moment. That's perfect. No, I just, I, I, it's funny about identity. So here's the thing that I have. I, I just experienced this myself like a year ago. I was a business coach. I was a business coach because I had 35 years of marketing, advertising, sales, business, you know, business development and coach, blah, blah, you know, consulting. I had a history of 35 years of doing that. And then I became, you know, put the stake in the ground and said, limb dweller, own it. And it was a big deal because it's like limb dweller, business coaching, flaky. And it was like, ah, but I went through the process and I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm putting the stake in the ground. Six months ago, maybe it was six months ago or something. I got a, like work stopped. I think I mentioned it on my website, but work literally stopped. I have always had, a, you know, little ups and downs, but for the most part, always had a steady stream three months because I kept saying I need a break. Be careful what you say. So I got that break, right? I got that break. And yeah, I got that break. <laughs> and during that period of time, one of the, that's why I always say, listen, it's just like, listen, you will hear it. I remember I was like, I was getting ready to go somewhere. And I remember I was doing my hair and I wore my greatest thinking happens. I was doing my hair. And all of a sudden I thought, oh, I don't like the business part. And I went, what? It literally, it felt like this voice went, I don't like the business. And I started thinking about it. I thought, what do I like? I love the part of like, you know, breaking through the limiting beliefs and doing their board of directors and figuring, you know, their internal board of directors and doing all this stuff and getting them poised so that it's a go. So then they can start creating their business. And I remember I went, man, hey, I don't want to be a business coach. And he's like, okay. And really what happened then is I started interviewing all my clients and found out that they didn't come to me for business. They came to me specifically because they were going through transition. So identity, it's like once, I don't think, I don't think we, I don't think we lose an identity. I mean, I know it's just, it's just terminal. I think we lose the story around the job we used to do. I mean, it's a powerful story. I mean, that's who I was. And now, because I, I think we don't, I, I should say generally, I think people don't honor the fact. They don't say a goodbye letter to like, thank you. I was in TV. I used to work in news. I was in TV for, you know, for some time. And, you know, it wasn't like saying goodbye to that part of my life. 
And now let's see what's going here. I think that's where the the struggle and the and the suffering is because it's like, wait, that's what I am. It's like, well, that's the story of who you've been to this point, you know. And I'm sure, you know, Rob, you can you can attest to that. That, that my job, my job is to say, well, let's look from this direction. Let's look from the lens moving forward, because that's a whole. You know, identity is a tricky thing, you know, it's like that identity and I, I deal with that all the time with my clients and it's like, well, what does that really mean? You know, are you leaving all that behind or are you bringing that just with a new title? So what's the story and what do you want the new story to be? So Rob, if I could, if I could just uh, uh, mention this, because I understand you, you were a cop for 14 years and you did some other stuff, but at 50, you had a bit of a cataclysmic change and did some stuff that was completely different than you'd done before. Absolutely. So talk about that just a little bit. Please. I was, you know, and, and again, it was a job loss thing, whatnot. I had built up, was making good money. And at 50, my oldest boy came to me and he's like, dad, you know, you can't get back into the money you were making anymore without the paper in the area that I was looking to do it. I had a GED at 50. I said, you know what? I can see that because everybody needs certifications. They need whatever. It's all protecting ourselves liability. If I'm going to work for somebody else at 50, I went back to school full time. Okay. I love it. And literally got my AA or my AS. Then I got my bachelor's in psychology and I just kept going and wound up with my master's in social work. All right. And some of that, what I'm saying, your identity, what I need people to understand is you may not be who somebody else has convinced you, you are, if that makes any sense. You think I'm a businesswoman, I'm a mom. And the eye opener for me at one point was I challenge everybody. Who are you? Okay. And generally the first thing out of their mouth, I'm a mother, I'm a father. Okay. Well, that, that's not who you are. That's what you've done, okay, or what you're doing. Well, I'm a business broker. Okay, that's your occupation. Who are you? And this little Indian dude was met me at a, at a conference, and he walked up, and he said, who are you? And I started. He's like, no. And finally, I rethought it, and I went, you know what? I'm a teacher. I'm a guide. I am a healer, you know, and, and that's when, once I, I put the dot right. on who I was, I used the degree. I'm not sorry. I got it because now it blends in with everything. Okay. But at the same point, now I know what I do. And when you know that core of who you are and you can label it, that helps you take that step in that transition that she's talking about because most people truly don't know who they are and that's the problem. Okay. I totally agree. You know, um, Kevin, you want to say something? Well, I was just going to say it takes a great deal of intestinal fortitude at 50 years old to go back to school with 18 year olds and 20 year olds in there. And like, you're the old guy in the, and they're, and they're now asking you for money because you're old and supposed to have money and stuff, but, <laughs> you know, uh, but, but I mean, it takes a great deal of courage 
mm-hmm. to be able to make that transition, realizing this, because a lot of, I, I'm sorry, a lot of us have a feeling like I'm 50 years old. I, my dad died at 63. I'm 13 years from death. So what the hell's the point? You did not take that as as your final epitaph. You made the decision. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to I'm going to run through the tape. Whatever my lifespan is, I'm going to run through the tape as fast as I can and do whatever I can do. And that, sir, is one of the reasons why I want to have you on the show on a regular basis is because of your 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 skill set and and that you are going to run through the tape. And and uh, Sandy, so are you. And which I think I think is great. Is that is that a decent analogy, Sandy? Oh, you mean in terms of oh, absolutely. Running absolutely. running your life to the last day that you're on this planet, and you're running at full speed, and you're running through the tape. Oh, you know, it's it's you know, Rob. I, did you want to say something? Well, I'm just going to say <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I saw I your hair, young doing, man. Yeah, no, I <laughs> have to go to the bathroom. The, 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 no. no, but I like to let people finish their thoughts or whatnot and everything else, but then just. It's my signal to Kevin of, I got a little something, okay? Bring it. But there's something that hit me that was very hard to me. I would rather live my life and slide across the finish line with holes in my pants and look back and go, wow, okay? Than to step safely across it and went, I made it. You know, it's just that important. And, And I want people to even realize this. I don't care if I do die at 63. Would I change my life? I get tired of that question of people going, would you go back? No, because then I have the opportunity to change where I'm at now. And I don't want that opportunity because I like where I'm at now. And at the same point, it's one of those things, at least while I was doing it, I had pride in myself and I was fulfilling my dreams, my goals. So if I, Die 63, die 80. I'm doing what I love to do. And how many people in this life can say they're doing what they want to do? Sandy. Oh, love it. Love it, love it, love it. And I also want to put a shout out, if there's anyone listening that doesn't have that desire to slide through the, you know, like they mm-hmm. like the way they're doing. And I know, you know, Rob's saying the same thing. They love the way they're doing things. It's like, just do it. The thing is that I, what I found, and I, I just love where this conversation's going, is there's this, um, like, for example, I'm going to use my friend again, who's, who's a trunk dweller. I'm just going to use this analogy. And we used to kind of shame each other back and forth because I'd be like, God, boring. And she'd be like, crazy, you know, because we just didn't get each other, right? Because she was doing, she was doing her thing. And I would think, God, I would die if I had to live like that. You know, not quite, but you know, it's like, it just seemed really boring. It was so fulfilling for her. And once we had this language, whatever the language is, but once we started having conversations about limb dweller and trunk dweller, our relationship transformed because there wasn't the shame. It was like, you do you and I do me and let's just talk about it and just rebel, you know? And it's not like that all the time, but it's like, like two, three weeks ago, I had to have that, I had to say, God, that's right. I'm a limb dweller and you're a trunk dweller. And we both started laughing because we got into that kind of back and forth thing because it's so easy to judge people. So to me, it, the, the reason why I love the, 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 why I wake up in the morning, honestly, what gets me up in the morning is that whole idea of I can just do 
this much to remove some shame on either side. I mean, everybody's part of the same freaking tree, you know, but if it can, we take a little bit of shame out of being who we are, it opens up a whole field of possibilities. Well, I just want to, the one thing that, and I'm struck by this because my dad is telling me to tell this, say this story. Um, Because when he, when he retired, he he was, had been a scratch golfer and a scratch golfer means he has no handicap, which means he's, he's very good. And at one time he would consider to go pro. Well, after his career was over and he, he joined a country club and started to play golf. He played golf Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It was like going to work. He'd get up at 8 o'clock, go get some coffee, and go, go to the club. And at 10 o'clock, they would play. Then, then he would play gin after that. And then he would come home at 5 o'clock. And, and that's what he did. Well, after he did that for about 8 to 10 years, and then he fell. Broke his hip. Ow. Could no longer could no longer golf with the way that he had before. He didn't want to do it anymore because he wasn't the same player. He had nothing else. He had not set himself up to do to continue to do anything in life other than that. And because of that, and a lot of people, and he, I asked him about that near near the end of his life, and he said, "I'm a one trick pony. That's all I know how to do." And I, I just want to encourage people to talk to Sandy because you're not a one-trick pony. You can do more than that. You can have much more to your life than that because he ended up the last four or five years sitting on the couch mm-hmm. watching television. And that made him older, faster, and he ended up not, not fulfilling the destiny that he was brought here to fulfill. And that is the, in my mind, that is the biggest shame. That's it's it really is too bad that that people will end their lives that way rather than doing the best they can and finding something else to do. He could have been a volunteer. He could have been a dog walker. He could have done any number of things, but he chose not to um, because he didn't feel comfortable doing it. So I'm hoping that people come talk to Sandy about making them feel more comfortable making those changes or or to reverend rob to make those changes even late in life so that you can continue to be a vibrant member of our community because you got a lot of experience you may be 70 years old but you got a ton of experience that you can help younger people with and that's that's what i would hope everybody would do sandy sorry it's no, that's beautiful. I mean, I worked with a woman that was 78 going on about 40. I mean, that was one of the, you know, here, here's the thing that I've, I've started incorporating into my practice and Rob, you'll probably, you know, you know, uh, this will make sense too. And I'd be curious to, to hear what you have to say about it. One of the things I started doing, I have a, a program for women that are really going through transition. It's a three month program. And, and the first thing is confidence. And which is such an interesting word, right? But it's confidence because most of us, you know, all of us at some point, you know, lost, we don't trust ourselves. We've been doing something we hate or we've been doing, you know, or we feel flaky or whatever that is. So I started doing this thing. It's been really, it's gotta be playful because this is tender, tender stuff, you know, to say, hey, I want you to change your identity, you know, see ya. So it's gotta be, it's gotta be playful. I mean, that's, and that's, that's how I roll anyway. And so one of the things I do is um, an internal board of directors. And the whole idea is that um, how I get, how I warm people up to this, client up to this is I'll say, do you have a situation coming up that you're torn about? 
like, should I quit my job? You know, something like that. Write that on the proverbial, you know, conference table, and then just listen to what comments come up, right? You know, you know you're going to be on the street, you're going to be a bag lady. Oh my God, I can't, once again, you know, are you still on this one? I mean, all the little tidbits and all the information that comes up and just notice it. And we progress and we start naming those voices. And here's the thing that happens. You are the president. You get to listen to each one of your board members and then you get to decide what you want to do. And the beauty of that, that I've been noticing that it's just been so phenomenal with the people I've been working with is that the quiet voices are the ones that they haven't been listening to. It's the loud ones that they just, that's, and we all have that. It's not a Sybil thing. It's not like your cycle. We all have a lot of tapes running through whatever word you want to use. I just say voices. And one of the things that I'm starting to do that adding that to my, my, my process is that as they start getting comfortable with that and they start like I have boardroom meetings once or twice a week because I got stuff going on and I'm confused I don't know what's going on I have to listen to what it what everybody has to say I have JJ for Judge Judy I have comp for you know compassion I have um, fast and furious for like let's go 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 you know I have all these little one I have all these names and it's given me access to like really listen to what's going on and then as the president I get to decide. And one of the things I'm starting to incorporate is calling, C-A-L-L-I-N-G. Ask your, because you can start inviting people to the boardroom. You know, you can invite anybody you want. And so I've asked them to start bringing, you know, set a chair aside for calling. What's calling you? And just keep incorporating that idea. And that's part of the process that I do with my clients. And it's been really profound. Um, and it's playful, you know, they get a name them also, oh, ooh, some of the names, Uncle Louie, wow, he's a winner, <laughs> Jesus, Uncle Louie, it's like, hey, how you doing, kid? I mean, people have fascinating, and I also do, I'm a voice dialogue practitioner, so if it's, it's kind of like the idea, I'm going to use a different analogy, it's kind of the idea is like, you're the conductor, and you're trying to create a score, and you've got a trumpet that's so loud, it's drowning out everybody else, so they hire a consultant, i.e. me, to come in and talk to the trumpet, you're the composer, you just sit back and listen to what the trumpet has to say. And then we come back and we talk about it. But, but I'm kind of going down a different avenue because that's a whole different thing. But anyway, the point is, is that that idea of, of, of really honoring all that stuff, the, the part that says, you know what, you're never going to make it. You're a flake, 50 years old, who are you kidding? You're too old. Or 50, you know, 52 year old, who are you kidding? You're too young. Or whatever those voices are, that are, that are getting in the way of getting a green light to go forward. Because until the green light happens, it's all about sabotage. That's been my experience. You know, either that or a huge epiphany. But unfortunately, epiphanies aren't a dime a dozen. So this is kind of something, in the, you know, to just give people a chance to go, wow, get it, people, get, get your life, internal life on board to what you want to do. And it also creates confidence because what I found is my, my clients are starting to trust themselves trust themselves that the choice that they're making is is a gringo and it's not perfect but I got to tell you it is I what started off as just kind of fun that I did in, in one of my workshops has turned into be something so profound in my practice because it is a big deal you know Rob I bet changing at 50 going back to school my husband did it at 54 he, he was a carpenter it hurt, screwed up his back and went back and now he does technical software training for you know commercial building you know but it's like, you know, so anyway, that that's my thing is like, if it's, 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 
to me, it's like, it doesn't honor the, tr the depth of what people are feeling to say, just change. And I'm, nobody's saying that here. I'm just saying that's a lot of times people are like, just go for it, change. It's like, but honor what's going on here, what's going on internally, because otherwise I just, as a business coach, all I ran into was sabotage, saboteurs, saboteurs, saboteurs. And these are women that at that point wanted to start new businesses at 55 or 60. And the stories they had going, all sorts of stuff came up. So anyway, I just think it's really, uh, there's something really, um, I, I'm, you know, and, and Rob, I, I know you can, you can, you, you, no doubt you feel the same way. I feel so honored. I, beyond, I feel so humbled when people come and say, you know what, this isn't working. I don't know what it is, but this isn't, it's humbling just to sit there and go, you know what, I'll create a space for you. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. And to give them a process to be able to go through and say, you know what, I've had this voice that's telling me that I'm never going to make it forever. And now I actually have the ability to have, you know, in one case, you know, compassion sit next to that voice and they can duke it out. I got, I'm the president. I got to go make a decision. You know, it's like giving people a, just a playful, but a, but a really impactful way. You know, there's neuroscience, there's all this other stuff involved with it. It doesn't matter. I just think it's a, a way where spirit can come in and really create an opening. Rob, what do you think? Well, you know, there's so much there that what we're talking about, again, a lot of this, when we do the whole root cause thing, keep drilling down, keep drilling right. down, and keep drilling right. down. It's about happiness. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't even know their own true version of happiness, you know, and, and, and that is one of those things. So, you know, I, I remember talking to a group of people about, you know, all I want to do is be able to pay my bills. Well, then don't blame me if that at the end of your life, you haven't gone to Paris, you know, because you, the universe gave you exactly what you asked for you, but then you're griping about it. Mm. And, and, you know, some of this is helping people understand they can take ownership of this and, and just be there for the push. And it does, it really helps, you know, I'm just giving you your training wheels we're going to get you moved on when i was doing couples counseling all right one of the things i would start my thing off was i got to let y'all know it's not my responsibility to put your marriage back together and people would look at me like why well, that's your responsibility i'm not taking that crap home with me and i tell them just like that tarot with an attitude it's there for a reason okay and people would laugh about it it's my job to help you and you figure out what it takes to make you happy. If we can get you both there and your happiness cross, great. Mm -hmm. But if they don't, then you'll have to figure out what you're going to do. And I'll help you through that too. And I have literally got people that still contact me. Their spouses are, they're, they're gone through fantastic divorce. They're with their kids. They move back and forth. They still have dinners together, things like that, but they're divorced because we were able to talk it through. It doesn't have to do with hate. It doesn't have to do with frustration. We can do a lot of things, including change ourselves. Mm, when we talk about changing ourselves at 50, folks, it doesn't have to be going back to school. It doesn't have to be learning a new career. You can change the way you treat people if you're willing to put yourself out there and do 
examine the inner dialogue that Sandy's talking about. And a lot of times it's literally, let's get that dialogue out and find out how do we change that? Because I did, because my kids will tell you longest time up until 50, a, you know, the a word that was me. You wanted to fight. I'm in, I enjoyed it. I loved it, but it was dealing with that anger and nobody's going to disrespect me. And once I opened that up in my own inner dialogue, I changed it. And I am not the same person that I was at 50. I've changed and I walk a new path. Love it. Oh, that's so inspiring. I love that. It really is. That is so inspiring. He's a pretty good dude after all, I do have to say. And this, and you are too, Sandy. I'm a dude. Um, I'm a pretty good dude. Thank you're a pretty you good dudette. Dudette. <laughs> and and you're you're working really hard to help people make because that transition is scary. Oh yeah. People don't if they don't really if you spent your entire life working at trying to raise a family, put food on the table, keep the house clean, da, 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 and you're and you're task driven, you don't have time to dream. Exactly. And if you don't have time to dream, you'll never reach your dreams because you don't even know what they are after. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Yes. You know, I Hey, I said to... something profound. How about yeah, that? Yeah, no, everybody profound. And I would even tell people, because even at 50 or month, people are looking for relationships. It's a wild new world we're in now, okay? Don't just ask for somebody to come here, manifest that person, but be specific about the person you're looking for. <laughs> That's where the magic can happen. Yeah. Because it's not just I'm looking for somebody, you know, a lot of people thought they found their soulmate in Ted freaking Bundy, okay? And it didn't end well. Okay, you know, but guess what? We can put the person, the traits we want on a vision board and don't sacrifice my values. I'll find somebody that respects my values. I'll wait for that person to come along and be confident within yourself. We can change that. You got to plan. You got to put it out there. What? Do you, bang, bang. You got to put it out there and say what you want. That's yeah. how I met my husband was a vision board, buddy. You and I have, we're going to have to talk offline. We have many <laughs> things to talk about. Oh my God, we could go on. This, you guys are great. This is, thank you. This has been, uh, this has been great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate talking to both of you. And, and Benny, you, you know, you're, you're really sweet back there in your little studio place. <laughs> they keep you in that little closet. <laughs> oh, it's bigger than a closet. It is. It is. He's got lots of electronics. He knows what he's doing. He's, he's excellent. You, you know, I, I have to t I have to tell you guys that uh, what makes me happy, what really drives me, is doing a show just like this. This is this is this is why I do what I do, is because I want to help people understand that there's more to life than they even can conceive of. If they'll just open the door, you can, you can go to school at 50, 60, 70, you can change your career. You can, you can become passionate about what you do. Oh. You just see you, you. So I'll get off my soapbox, but Sandy, we've just got a few moments left. Uh, I'm, we're going to step aside and let you talk to our audience about anything you'd like them to know. Oh, God, Kevin, thank you so much. Two minutes. Okay. Gotcha. Now, you know what I want to say is if, for one thing, if you've been listening to this radio show, you know, hugs out to you. 
and um, it means there's an openness to pay attention. There's a willingness. My, my, my thought and my, what I really want to share is that it's the whisper. If you keep hearing a little something, keep hearing a little something, pay attention. Pay attention. If you're at that job that you hate and every so often you get that little like, Ugh, pay attention. That is something calling you. And I truly believe that we are all called to do something and, and honor it, honor it, honor it. I also want to suggest it is, it can be a really scary place to hang out by yourself. You know, I always recommend work with a coach, a friend, a counselor, somebody, but somebody other than your brain is telling you what to do. Get out of the way and get some help, you know, or, or partner with someone and just, but bottom line, listen, just listen. That's it. I need a nap now. <laughs> <laughs> and go to limbdweller.com. Oh, yes. And go to limbdweller.com. And, um, and actually, there's a free quiz. There's a, a Limb Dweller quiz there that you can take and see. And I offer a complimentary session if you want to debrief afterwards. So, yeah, please come. And there's a, a, a little video there about limb dwelling as well. So, yeah, yeah, just, just take advantage of everything you can. That's what I think. Rob, thank you very much. You have a great day. And, Sandy, you have a great day. And be kind to one another, everybody, because each other's, you know, really all we've got. We'll see you Wednesday at 4.